Mike's Popley, Dota 2, May the 4th Star Wars exclusives, Entertainment Earth 8-Bit Alien exclusive, and more Avengers coming up next on the Popley Podcast. podcast i'm your host mike today is may the 8th episode 21 and like i said in the previous episode i am back in virginia andrew derek and avi are back in sunny florida and i know i said i probably wasn't going to do this episode and they were going to take over i don't know the full details but something about avi being kidnapped in atlanta and derek and andrew being on a rescue mission where andrew's the wheelman. I don't know the full details, but I'm sure in two weeks we'll have a talk and figure it all out. So, like I said, I'm back in Virginia. I didn't really pack for the weather. While it's like 70 degrees in Jacksonville, it's a good 50-ish degrees here. I didn't pack anything but my shorts and short sleeve shirt. So, this weather's kind of not there. But I normally like this kind of temperature, so it's not too, too bad. And I'm indoors most of the time. I just wasn't really uh, expecting it. As far as the drive and everything else, it wasn't too, too bad. There's two things that I really wanted to come and check out. Uh, one was Atlantis Com- uh, Comics and Games again. They were the ones that did the uh, six pack of pops for $25. Uh, I approached them on Sunday and they no longer had that sweet deal. So I was ready to buy like six of those boxes if that was the case, but they didn't have any. And while I was up here the last time, I don't know if I said this on any previous podcast, but I was like totally addicted to these horseradish and cheddar potato chips. I don't even know what it was about. I just know that I was kind of hungry and I just got done with the gym and I went to the bread store to pick up some bread, passing the little chip aisle that they had. I just saw those sitting on the shelf and I'm like, huh, what is that all about? I ended up grabbing a bag and I was going to save it for my trip home. On my way home, I opened the bag and I was about two hours into my drive when I was just like, huh, I wonder if it's worth me driving back and buying the rest of the shelf. But unfortunately, when I uh, arrived at that same bread store, they totally switched the companies and now they no longer carry it. And she said that there was a whole bunch of other people for the other uh, specialty chips that they had looking for those flavors and they don't even know where... They could try to find it so that was a little upsetting between the two so i'm ready to go back home that was my whole reason to volunteer to come back up here and teach my class whatever but let's move on to uh, my pop pickups i know last week derek av and andrew already talked about them picking up uh, gwenham i picked mine up probably a week later if you don't know anything about gwenham she is the earth 65 spider woman So in that universe, Gwen Stacy actually got bit by the radioactive spider. Uh, Fast forward a couple issues. She is with Wolverine, Kitty Pride, and 
um, trying to find and defeat Harry Osborn. And somehow, like, Harry's blood got infected with the lizard's DNA. And then that's how the Venom symbiote came up, uh, about. And then somehow it attached itself to Wolverine. And then blah, blah, blah. A couple of issues later, Gwen Stacy ended up getting the symbiote to merge with her. I mean, that's pretty much the bread and butter of it. I've always kind of secretly been a fan um, and it's not really just like the costume. I, I know a lot of people got turned on immediately by the costume when she was introduced in the Spider-Verse. It was just something interesting. It was a nice little take because Peter's dad, Gwen Stacy, and Bucky were always meant to stay dead. And here we are with Bucky playing a real real, real role with uh, the Winter Soldier. And now Gwen Stacy, not the one that passed away in Earth-616, but Earth-65, she's alive and kicking. And... We still have yet to see. Um, uh, next, I bought a pair of Hellboy Pops. The first one's a PX exclusive Hellboy with his sword. I think the original design, I believe, had his signature weapon, Big Baby, in his hand. So we swapped out Big Baby for, uh, looks like a gladiator kind of style sword. And the other uh, pop variant that I got was a specialty series Hellboy. And I'm going to mispronounce the name. It's like Anung Ong Rama which is Hellboy's real name. But in this one, his horns are fully grown and his eyes are kind of a yellowish instead of a black. And his um, color tone is a little bit darker red. It almost looks like the Black Illidan um, Funko Pop, if you guys remember uh, a couple years back where Illidan from the Warcraft or the Blizzard line had a full set of horns. So it was pretty reminiscent of that. And then finally, I got another specialty series. This one is uh, Leatherhead from the Nickelodeon version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know why it says Nickelodeon because it really looks like the 80s style style rendition of uh, Leatherhead. And for all the 80s children that don't remember exactly what Leatherhead was or who he was, he was an alligator uh, that came in contact, I believe, with the ooze, that same ooze that came with the uh, Ninja Turtles. So... He had a different upbringing from the Turtles. The Turtles obviously got picked up by Master Splinter and uh, Leatherhead actually escaped from a pet store, made his way into the sewers, got caught up in the ooze and got caught up with the wrong people. So he's kind of like the anti-hero or not even so much so. He's more of the guy that's in the gray area not exactly good not exactly bad but it seems like in the show and in the comics that they kind of they being the turtles have a soft spot for leatherhead my guess is because they kind of see him as kindred spirits anyhow that's uh, my pop pickups so let's go ahead and move on to what's new in the pop world last friday was may the 4th and for all the Star Wars fans, May the 4th is the uh, unofficial Star Wars Day. Uncle released two specific pops to celebrate the mini event. The first is a pretty adorable Ewok on a speeder. So just like uh, Luke and Leia, uh, it's the same style speeder, but you have an Ewok on there. Same six inch styling. And then the other one was a Mud Trooper. And I didn't exactly know what a Mud Trooper was, so I kind of looked it up a little bit. And... 
the mud troopers are apparently specially trained troops that could operate in the marshes and swamps. Um, specifically in the Han Solo movie, which this is going to be uh, being released under that banner, they will be stationed on the planet of Mimban. So for all my alien fans out there, Entertainment Earth is also going to come out with an 8-bit xenomorph. It's a movie-inspired pop, pretty much, uh, with a tricolor. So his left side is kind of like that like burnt orange or a dark bright orange while his center bit is just a straight black and his right side is that bright babyish blue. It's just your standard XX121 model alien, so your your normal style just in an 8-bit form. A lot more pops have been coming out for the Avengers Infinity War. Full, as far as far as full disclosure is concerned, uh, I haven't actually watched the movie. I do plan on watching it before the next podcast. So the next episode, we'll definitely be talking about the actual movie itself and, and seeing what everybody thinks. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go into there kind of like excited to see it, but with no expectations and just kind of take this movie as it is. So we'll see how that goes. But anyways, back to the pops themselves. Walmart is going to come out with a variant edition of Captain America. So he's going to have his full beard, no helmet, uh, with a battle pose. The next is the Spider-Man with his new suit that we talked about in the last episode. But it, but this variant is now confirmed to be a Target exclusive. The GameStop exclusive is actually going to be a pretty sweet like 6-inch Hulkbuster pop with the Hulk actually busting out of the Hulkbuster. If you recall what the original... Marvel Core box came in with the the original Hulkbuster. It looks like it's going to be those arms and that legs, but somewhere in between where the torso should be and the helmet, you're going to have a Hulk with an angry face like busting out of it. So it's going to look pretty sweet. This is actually going to be the one that I really am going to be looking out for. So last but not least, it's going to be the Stonekeeper Red Skull which Red Skull made his first movie appearance in Captain America, the first Avenger. And a lot of people thought that he died. But if you know anything about the comic books, when he got obliterated and pretty much vaporized, and actually in the comic books, he gets transported to Volmir, which is a desolate planet on the outskirts, outskirts of space. That planet actually held the Soul Stone. So... I don't know how that's all going to work. Like I said, I haven't watched the movie, but it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to tie him back in because I believe that movie came out in 2010, 2011. So here we are seven years later, completely forgetting that Red Skull was actually a thing. And now with this pop, a little bit of a spoiler that he's going to be in this movie. So I'm really excited to see how they're going to try to incorporate him and his role as the Stonekeeper. This is actually going to be a Funko shop exclusive as well so you're gonna have to keep your eyes i honestly don't know if it already came out or not derek Avey, and andrew are actually pretty good about keeping up with the pop uh, pop shop so they they know when that kind of stuff comes out but i've haven't been able to keep up the way that they have so in a totally related but not related funko pop news target has released a thanos box and it will have Thanos and a corresponding Thanos t-shirt. I don't know exactly what else is going to be coming with that, if anything else is coming with that. Um, but the Thanos variant is going to be more of a... Sh- it's not necessarily a metallic, but definitely a shiny variant 
of the original pop. And so for moving away from the Avengers and anything related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, complete subject change, I am actually, to no one's surprise, a big Heroes of the Storm fan, which I'm a Blizzard fanboy, so it's kind of expected, right? But uh, nonetheless, I want to throw some of the love to the new Dota game, Dota 2, or not necessarily new. They're going to be coming out with six as part of their initial run for Dota 2. They're going to have Phantom Assassin, Pudge, Spirit Breaker, and Juggernaut. Uh, Earthshaker will be a GameStop exclusive. And similarly, if you guys don't remember last year, they did another Dota style game that was League of Legends. So I believe League and Legends and Dota 2 are kind of one and two as far as that style of video game uh, with Heroes of the Storm some being like somewhere in the top three. But uh, League of Legends actually came out with six unique pops uh, and two of them and a GameStop exclusive box containing the character Amumu, which is like a mummy type character. And so that's kind of going to be it for my report of all things that have popped up since the last time we did a podcast. Moving on to my own personal segment, uh, the pop play. I know last time, episode 17, I kind of introduced this as a segment, and I was thinking about trying to do this once a, once a week as a normal segment that we have going on, or an ongoing segment. But I kind of think that this, this is the place to do it. Whenever we have a one-man show, and I don't want to inundate the their normal podcast um, format because I just think it takes too long. But me being just here by myself talking about it, I think it'll be okay. During episode 17 on my first solo show, I made a plea to Funko to try to acquire the rights for Full Metal Alchemist or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I kind of deemed it as my five anime essentials, or top five. Um, This time I want to talk about another one of my top five anime essentials, Initial D. For those that don't know anything about anime or Initial D, um, it was released in the early 90s, and it's centered in um, 90s Japan, where the main character is Fujiwara Takumi. And it sets stage when he's actually just old enough to get his license and him and his best friend Ikitani uh, got part-time jobs at a gas station. The story kind of evolves into Takumi and Ikitan um, actually getting sucked into street drifting. And I don't want to go too much more into the storyline. It is a very good story arc. And unlike a lot of ep- uh, shows, they actually stuck to a, a, a good format where they do a three episode story arc and there's so much going on and it's it's really a very well thought out well laid out anime and actually as a, a personal backstory back in the day of LimeWire and Napster a friend recommended me to download this anime so I kind of only caught bits and pieces of it so I was really interested in seeing what was going to happen and I went ahead into eBay and I bought the complete set. So it was like initial D, first stage, second stage, and third stage. Because it's a street uh, racing anime, it kind of makes sense that you would call it in stages, kind of like turbocharging. But 
the stages are actually kind of like three stages of Takumi's life and the, the big overarching decisions that he has to make. But anyways, so I went ahead and buy, I bought this and the day it came in was 9-11-2001 and I was already at work. I was in the military and I look up at the screen and I see things going on and next thing I know the base is on shutdown and they're recalling everybody. So luckily my dad was still in the unit with me. He called me to try to get kind of a a heads up of what's going on on the base. Well, I asked him to actually go and grab my package that had initial D. And in one sitting, I watched all 20 or 25 episodes. I had to force myself to stop because I didn't want to binge watch it all in one go. I absolutely love this anime. What makes it different from any other anime that I've ever seen is it's uh, movie logic. Like normally when you watch anime, you think of like, cartoon characters with overarching superpowers or some kind of fiction-based world. Initial D is probably as close to non-fiction as you can get. With that being said, the cars have their own personalities. So you have um, Takumi and you have Kyosuke and Ryosuke and all the other characters and they have their own personalities but when they get into their cars, which are non-talking cars, you can actually see the difference in the performance of the vehicles and you can actually get invested in the cars as well as the the characters themselves. Specifically, there's a, a scene, and I don't want to ruin who it is, but somebody messes up their car pretty bad and is faced with the decision about buying a new car or, or whatever have you. And as you're watching it, you kind of get torn apart because you don't want them to get a new vehicle you kind of want to see them succeed in the vehicle that they're they're currently driving so i find that to be very unique in anime so yeah initial d is probably my most desirable pop line that has yet to be made uh the only one that even comes remotely close and is still like a far off number two is anything from the pokemon line either it be the anime or anything from the game or the actual Pokemon themselves. Yeah, that's pretty much my pop plea. And then we're going to move on to my pop lookouts or my pop wish list for the upcoming two weeks. And I only really have one set that I'm eyeballing. And it seems like a good possibility that I'm going to go ahead and get them. Uh, it will be kind of pricey because it's going to be a complete set of seven so I'm going to see what I can do. I know when I looked in Atlantis Comics and Games over here in Virginia Beach, uh, they had four out of the seven, but it's going to be for My Hero Academia. It's kind of a thing for me to go to sleep. I kind of watch anime. Like, it's not something that I'm super invested in and nothing that I really have gotten into until recently. I'm kind of a glutton for punishment. I remember having good memories of Ranma One Half, so I'm kind of rewatching that on Hulu. And if you don't know anything about Ranma, I don't want to surprise it for you. It is very teeny bopper, like high school girl type, um, I, I believe would enjoy this show. I don't think like manly men or guys that do sports will enjoy this. But I just remember having such fondness for the show that I'm watching it. And some of the parts are very hard to watch because it doesn't really make any sense uh, logically. 
So anyways, but during a board game night, uh, my friend and I were sitting there talking and she was telling me how she was late to the, the board game night because she was watching an anime with her daughter and her daughter made her watch My Hero Academia, which I've kind of seen the pops and I really didn't give him any mind, but she couldn't stop talking about it. So in the middle of my grandma one half watching, I turned on one of the episodes or the first episode to just kind of see what it was all about. And then six episodes later, I decided that I'm going to have to stop and finish Ranma before I continue on with My Hero Academia. The premise of My Hero is basically kind of like One Punch Man, where this world is set where there's a lot of superheroes or mutant types, kind of like X-Men. But instead of them calling them mutations or hero powers or whatever, they call them quirks. And the main character, Deku, he has no quirks whatsoever, so he's... He missed the recessive, he, whatever mutant abilities or quirks he has is all recessive, so he can't, he doesn't have any superpowers. But during the course of the first six episodes, he ends up meeting his idol and he ends up um, acquiring his superpowers. So that kind of seems like a pretty cool premise and definitely something I want to watch since I still haven't gotten enough of One Punch Man and I kind of want to stay in that same genre for a little bit but currently the the current wave of pops for my hero is a set of seven where it's deku katsuko and i'm pronouncing these names all jacked up ochako tenya and all might uh there are two variants the deku in battle form and the other one is ochako where she has her mask on so i don't know how hard those two variants are going to be but i'm definitely going to get the original five and uh, that's it for what I'm going to be looking for. So that's kind of it for our episode. I'm sorry that I just kind of seem like I'm rambling on with no real segue into anything. Um, sooner or later, I'll have to start trying to create buffers so you guys know what's going on. Until then, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play at PopLoot. You can hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at PopLoot. Twitter at the PopLoot. You can email me with anything at poploot at gmail.com and the website is thepoploot.wordpress.com. So again, my apologies for this episode being kind of humdrum, but uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening and hope to see you guys in episode 22 where we'll get the whole gang back together. Until then, uh, thank you for listening and have a good night or day or whatever. Just be good.